Alrighty. Hard to believe it. Guru and the Wiz here on the eve of the start of the 2020 NFL season. There are a lot of times where I didn't think we were going to be saying that, but that's in fact what we're talking about. So, Wiz, how are you today? Yeah, doing doing well. Uh, can't believe it. Tomorrow, like you said, <clears throat> opening day of football. We started doing these things, I don't know, months and months ago. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically uh, the NFL has arrived. And uh, like I was saying, <clears throat> it's going to start. <laughs> We're just hoping that it, it finishes as well. So we'll see how it goes. But. Man, it's going to be exciting to see some real NFL football tomorrow night. And uh, there's a certain mystery, if you will, about this because we haven't seen any preseason games and some of these injuries and rookies and, uh, you know, depth charts. And, man, it's just going to be like, boom, this is how it is. And and fantasy owners are going to have to react to that. So I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. It's almost like, um, I, I don't know what your approach is, but you know certainly it feels a little bit like this is going to be preseason. I think there's a lot of people out there expecting the quality of play that potentially be not what it normally is uh, at this time of the year, given given what's happened. But you know, nonetheless, we're going to get live football. In some stadiums, we're going to have live fans. I, I think you were saying earlier today, we were talking, and something like 22% of Arrowhead Stadium will be with fans tomorrow. So it's kind of interesting that that's going to be happening and that's going to be the case for some other arenas around the country. Um, I don't know who's piping in sound and who's not piping in sound. So it's just a very interesting backdrop. We got electronic whistles for the referees. You know, certainly these players have been in a bubble for a long time in in, in more ways than one. As you mentioned, we haven't seen the the, the shroud around, uh, the the shroud of mystery around some of these players. players' uh, performances and, and the way we're going to be used, uh, you know, we're going to be finding out a lot this weekend. So I'm just excited it's here um, and, and very curious, I would say. I, I completely uh, concur with that, and I think we're going to do today's podcast is going to be about both predictions for the NFL season. Uh, I don't know how many you have or what your list and how you formulated it, but as far as my list goes, it consists of – NFL stuff, how I think teams and certain players are going to do, and fantasy impact as well. It's all mixed in, and I have 10 bold predictions ready to go. How about you? Um, how, how did you formulate this? Is it mostly fantasy? Is it just NFL, or is it a, is it a combination platter as it, well? It's a combination platter as well. I kind of wrote notes on, on, on kind of every team that we – that we're covering in the league and probably picked out the, you know, kind of the best 10 snippets out of it. Um, you know, some upside potential, some downside potential. Excellent. So we'll go, we'll go 10 each and uh, I guess we'll go, we'll go one for one uh, back and forth and uh, <clears throat> we'll give it. And then I guess a little bit of an explanation uh, as to why we feel that way. So uh, without further ado, would you like me to start or do you want to? Yeah, let's, let's, let's let you start. And I just want to say too, you know, Guru and the Wizard have been extremely busy 
over the last five, six days, so I apologize that we haven't got anything, but we've been doing a lot of drafts, and, and the preparation has been here. Uh, I actually have one more draft tonight. I don't think you have any more, but, uh, you know, it's a laborious <laughs> it's a laborious week with uh, these drafts. We, we had a lot of complications. For those of you who are drafting tonight, you know, the online drafts are not going to be easy. I think uh, the systems were overwhelmed by the amount of people that were partaking in these things, and I, I found that out the hard way last night. So hopefully it's a smoother run today, but... Uh, you know, look, it's been it's been crazy. We're, um, we're looking at teams. You know, Wiz and I were talking about waiver moves uh, and, and potential for some teams. So it's a lot of stuff going on. So anyway, I just yeah, wanted most, most drafts in the past have been live with a few scattered online ones, and this was completely the opposite, where the majority were online. And I think that was the case for most leagues and. Men, you know, we had a draft against each other in the early part of the evening, and then we were one where we were partners later on in the night, and I could not get, I had difficulty getting into the CBS site and into the draft room, and once I did, I was okay, but the other teams in there were, were having trouble. They were having trouble, uh, you know, with freezing and getting booted out of the draft room, and on top of that, they were having ter- some trouble with making terrible picks as well. <laughs> we got to turn another story altogether. Let's let, let, let's get right to it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my first bold prediction, and I don't know how you view the terminology bold prediction, but I guess the way I I look at it is, what is an underdog to happen? Like is this unlikely at this right moment to happen? I'm guessing that most people would say it's unlikely to happen. So this is my bold predictions. All of them, I guess, at the moment are unlikely to happen. Some are very, very unlikely to happen on the surface, but I feel these are my 10 bold predictions. And I'm looking at it like baseball. If I can hit three of these 10 right, that would be like a great hitter in baseball hitting 300, so that's what I'm going to go for. The first one is I feel that J.K. Dobbins is going to unseat Mark Ingram as the starting running back at some point into the season. I'm not sure how many games. And Ingham's been a good player. He's, you know, a winner. He helps you out in a lot of ways. Blocking, running, he could catch the ball. Probably wasn't utilized as much as he should have been as far as catching the ball. But he's a good player. But I'm really high on J.K. Dobbins. And um, the Ravens over and over again, their organization, Harbaugh, just said that they – Absolutely love J.K. Dobbins. They had him at such a high-ranking draft pick. They were thrilled where they got him. So that's going to be my first bold prediction, that J.K. Dobbins, during the season, unseats Mark Ingram and becomes the lead running back for the Ravens. All right. That's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. We know it's a very crowded backfield. Um, Look, the Ravens have been notoriously – uh, outstanding drafters over the last few years. Uh, so certainly a, 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 a college resume that was very impressive for Dobbins uh, at Ohio State. So yeah, I think that's um, that's an interesting call, especially given the season that Ingram, even though Ingram is you know, approaching 30 or if not 30, it's, uh, it's still an aggressive call for sure. All righty. It's up to you. What do you got here for us? Okay. I'm going to go to the city of brotherly love. And I am going to predict that and, and by the way, I should state that this is a player that has not been drafted in any league that I have done thus far. But the number one fantasy wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles in 2020 will be one John Hightower, the rookie out of Boise State. 
That is my I mean, bold you're not messing around. That's like that, you, you got to put italics on the bold for that one. That is that's a good one. I mean, that's one that nobody I've heard even has talked about. So that's that that's a, that's a bold one, I think. You know the injuries and the and the and those the status of those Eagle receivers. He certainly may get a chance. Uh, although I did see some stuff on on Rieger that he may actually play this week. So keep an eye on that. But now I'm going to give you the, on the bold prediction that that is that is bold, and uh, we'll see if it's beautiful. <laughs> um, I'm going to go to my next one. I'm going to predict, even though he is a rookie, that Jerry Judy is going to lead the Broncos in receptions. And although Colin Sutherland is being drafted, I guess he is a wide receiver, too, in that 25 range, something around that. I don't know, 20, 20, 22 to 28, somewhere around that range. He's being considered as more established than Judy. I'm going to go that Judy's going to lead the Broncos in receptions and uh, and really be the guy that Locke looks for on third down for the Broncos. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, you know, I, I like that. I'm not going to disagree with that. Uh, I'm going to stay. With, I'm going to stay with a with a veteran call uh, on, on my second bold prediction, and uh, I I believe that Devontae Parker will be a top five wide receiver in fantasy in 2020. Wow, and that's. that's- I mean, I think ten would have been bold. Five is that's really bold. Go ahead, finish your thoughts. On no, that. I think he's just going to build on what what transpired last year. My 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 gut is mm-hmm. that Fitzpatrick stays playing most of the season this year. Uh, I like the competitiveness of this team. I like the improvements that were done. I certainly I think the team played for Brian Flores, and I think. Parker was a very key ingredient to that, uh, and I yeah. think he continues to build upon that. And that that rapport he has with Fitz, I think, is going to continue. The players turn the corner. I see him rank, you know, in all the drafts I've done, just way too low in value. So top five, Devontae Parker. Very good. I'm trying to build this up in a crescendo, at least where I think like they get. I'm trying to do it with a, at least for me, they get bolder as they go. But for you, you started off at with such boldness with your picks. I'm not sure, you know, if they could get much more bolder for you. But you, you definitely have started out tremendously uh, bold predictions. So I'm gonna I'm gonna build up a crescendo, and my third one is that the San Francisco 49ers who are a pretty fairly big favorite to win the NFC West will not win the NFC West and struggle to make the playoffs. I'm not quite sure which bandwagon of the other teams I am on, but it's not so much of a definite feeling strong about the Seahawks or feeling strong about the Rams or the Cardinals. I like those teams. It's more of a negative view. I'm getting about the 49ers. I don't necessarily think that defense can keep up that pace and the, the Super Bowl loss hangover. So I think the 49ers will make the playoffs as a wild card team. But my third bowl prediction is the 49ers will not win the NFC West. Okay, I love it. And I'm going to go uh, back to the NFC for my third prediction, and it's going to be talking about the guy who's been drafted number one in pretty much every single draft or the most money that's paid in an auction. I believe that Christian McCaffrey will not be the leading point getter for running backs in fantasy in 2020. Well, that's, that's another bold one. Do you want to 
you want to like so I, the icing on the cake and tell us which player you think will be, or are you just more of like nope, I'm, I'm, you have I'm, a few guys in mind and you think McCaffrey's going to come back to the field a little bit? No, nope, I think McCaffrey's coming back to the field for sure. This doesn't mean that if you've drafted him that you should be nervous about the quality of play that you're going to get from him. It's a it's a new offense. It's a it's a it's a new bunch. It's a new quarterback. It's you know everything, new system, all that kind of stuff. And I just think, you know, Saquon Barkley, you know, again, maybe a little bit of a homer call, but I think Saquon and, and the Giants are going to be back and big. Uh, at least Saquon is going to be back and big. I don't know about the Giants themselves, but everything is going to go around that player. And uh, I see Saquon getting back to catching a lot of balls and, and being just, an, a, you know, a huge part of the attack there. I know it's uh, a little bit of a crazy call, especially because the Giants will probably be behind a lot, but I see Saquon Barkley taking the helm for the number one running back in fantasy in 2020. Very good, very good. I'm going to go to my fourth, and while I think the 49ers are not going to win the NFC West, my bold prediction is the Detroit Lions are going to win the NFC Central, and I think they are, as far as Vegas is concerned, the least likely team in that division. I'm not sure if they're right with the Bears or whatever, but clearly the Vikings and Packers are at the top of the uh, top of the NFC North in terms of winning that division. So bold prediction number four for me is the Detroit Lions with an improving defense, Matt Stafford, are going to win the NFC North. That's a big one. I mean, uh, I, I, that is a really interesting call. We, we know they've made a lot of changes on defense there. Uh, you know, dra- drafted Jeffrey Okuda. Uh, we know what a great season that Stafford was having before he went down last year. So... I might as well throw in my prediction now, given that given that you mentioned the Lions, and it's that Kenny Galladay will be the number one wide receiver in fantasy football in 2020. Wow! So <clears throat> that's that's a bold one. I think he's probably considered by you know around you know seven to ten right now to say he's going to be the number one guy is probably you know. Is probably a, you know a very bold prediction considering all of the elite receivers that he would have to leap you know to jump over to get into the to that number one spot. But that's a good one. And I know I know you're super high on Galladay. You love the player. Yep, no question about it. So let's let's see what happens. Uh, I'll, I'll be hoping to grab him tonight. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, good luck. Good luck to you. So, when you saw me at the turn in the draft against you, take Godwin and Galladay. What was in the going through the mind of the guru at that point? I said Galloway and Godway. Uh, Galloway and Godwin are gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fantastic. My next one is I'm going to put this, and I'm going to say this is a, a very bold prediction. Extremely bold. I predict Ceedee Lamb will be the number one receiver for the Dallas Cowboys this year. Receptions and yardage. I love the player. I think he's so polished. I believe right now he's a better receiver than Michael Gallup. I like Michael Gallup too. But I am not convinced that Amari Cooper could play all 16 games and a lot of plays in all of those 16 games. So my bold prediction, although he right now is probably – in most people's minds, considered the third guy as far as receivers go on the Cowboy. I'm going to say when it's said and done, CeeDee Lamb leads the Cowboys in receptions and yards. Yeah, that is, uh, it's a monster call. I, I know you've spoken strongly about the player. 
have him in a, in, in a league or two, so uh, I'm happy to hear that. And uh, yeah, I'm not an Amari Cooper guy, and I just think you know this offense is going to be a great offense again. And, and Lamb, you know, certainly there are a lot of targets to fill up with lose, losing the tight end in, in Witten and losing Randall Cobb. Those guys had a lot of targets, and I think there's going to be plenty to go around for, uh, uh, for, for Mr. Lamb. All right. Okay. Uh, on that note, I am going to say we're going to go to Pittsburgh. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, if they didn't have the worst offense, I think they had the second worst offense in football last year. And combine that with, I think, an, an elite defense, probably the best defense in all of football. But I am going to say that the Pittsburgh Steelers offense will be a top five offense in 2020. That's a bold one. That's coming, you know, kind of like a horse race from worst to first, a big sweeping move. But I got to tell you, I'm in agreement uh, as far as the thought process goes. I drafted Roethlisberger, Connor, and certainly Juju Schuster-Smith, Smith-Schuster in as many many drafts as I could get them. So I'm with you on that one. But that's going to uh, really bold links to say that they're going to the top. But – you know, I'm, I'm with you certainly on the momentum of Pittsburgh. Um, I'm going to go to the next one, and my bold prediction is that Aaron Rodgers, at the start of the 2021 season, will either be the quarterback of the Broncos or the Raiders. I think it's going to go all bad with my prediction of the Lions to win that division, and I think the Vikings will make the playoffs as well. I think it's going to go bad for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. And if one of those two teams do not do well, I believe they have quarterbacks that are like on eggshells. And I think Aaron Rodgers, the start of the 2021 season, will either be the quarterback of the Raiders or the Broncos. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. Um, and I know you're kind of down on the Packers, and there's a lot of mystery around the offense and what they're doing. And, and, and last year, certainly he was an underperforming player, given the fact that he had 15 or less fantasy points in 10 games. When his name came up in an auction draft, and it was sitting there at $1, and I said I just had to say two. Um, i, I got to see what kind of chip on his shoulder. I, I would like to see um, Green Bay add some kind of dimension in the slot on this team to kind of give – give Adams a little bit of a break. But I think the player is definitely going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder. By all accounts, you know, Bryce Love is certainly not ready. Not Bryce Love, excuse me. Jordan Love is not ready to become an NFL quarterback, at least by all, all the videos that we've seen of him in practice and all that. So, But I think uh, he's got a lot to prove, and I think you, you have an interesting point. That would be a very, very, very funny situation. Yeah, I mean, it's not a knock on Rodgers. I th- I still think he's a great quarterback and certainly has a has a, a lot left in the tank to help teams with surrounding talent. I just feel number one, their defense was living a lie last year. Um, I don't think it's going to hold up, and I just question the surrounding talent after Devontae Adams that they don't have enough help. Where if teams take Adams away, they're going to have guys to go to. Um, to, to help them win. So that's my bold prediction, and uh, I think you're up here. Okay, my bold prediction is the Las Vegas Raiders in their first year in Las Vegas will make the playoffs. And uh, in the AFC, I think they're in an extremely competitive division. I think overall the conference is very competitive. I love a lot of the moves that they've made over the last two years. I think this is one of the most exciting young offenses in the league. 
to, to Wiz's point, if David, uh, if Derek Carr can get his head screwed on right and, and become the quarterback that he was as we thought he was going to be a few years back, I think the w- offensive weapons are here, and it's up for Mr. Carr to step up. So, But I think he does, and I think the Raiders are going to the playoffs. Very good, very good. That 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 that's a good one, man. The Raiders. I, I was talking about this with you earlier, and a few of our friends. If you look at that young talent, Jacobs, Waller, Edwards, um, Renfro. I mean, they and and Henry Ruggs, who they just drafted. That's that's young, talented players, and I think it leads to my Aaron Rodgers prediction. So if your prediction is wrong. I feel even more stronger about my prediction, but I guess both things could be true. Depends how how Carr plays, especially if they were to make a playoffs in a playoff game. But that's a good one. That is definitely a good one. Um, I am going to go to the quarterback position and talk about three veteran quarterbacks: Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, and Ben Roethlisberger. Now Brady is ranked somewhere, I guess, close to ten. But Stafford and Roethlisberger are ranked way outside the top 10, not even quarterback ones where they're ranked inside the top 12. And I say that at least one or more of these three quarterbacks will finish as a top five fantasy quarterback this year. All right. I love it. I love it. I, you know, and again, um, I, ha- I don't have Brady in any league yet. That's interesting. I gotta, I gotta take a look at that. But uh, I, 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 you know, my view on the on the Steelers. So uh, I love it. I love hearing it. That's very, very good stuff. Um, all right. So let's go to a player that I started talking about a month ago, and a lot of different things have happened. Um, you've had the arrest and dismissal of Darius Geis. You had the dismissal of Adrian Peterson um, just cut from the team, and I thought very noteworthy the commentary that that Peterson made about this player, and that is Antonio Gibson. And the fact that why Peterson didn't have a job anymore was because of this player. The number of different things that are put into this offense, we've got to remember Ron Rivera and Scott Turner, they were part of an offense that did a lot with with Mr. Uh, McCaffrey in Carolina. Antonio Gibson will be a top 15 running back this year in fantasy football. That's a good one. That's a bold one. Right now, McKissick is atop the depth chart, so I guess that's that's definitely a bold one. And certainly inside the the top fifteen, and we're gonna have to see how that one plays out. But he's a, he's a talented player. I'm just uh, you know they they have a couple of good young players with McLaurin as well. So we're gonna have to see how that one goes. But that that's an interesting one. <clears throat> I like that one, and I know uh, you like Gibson. I'm going to go to another rookie, and this is my, I guess, my eighth bold prediction of the upcoming season. While all, and I mean all, of the hype in terms of rookies is around Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I am saying that Jonathan Taylor is going to win the 2020 Rookie of the Year and rush for over 1,500 yards I have hitched my wagon to Jonathan Taylor in just about every league. I am sure about this player. I love the offensive line. He is so much of a better player, runner than Marlon Mack. And I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be unleashed with a fury and win Rookie of the Year and do it in style and rush for over 1,500 yards. (laughs) 
music to my ears as I do own them in a couple of places, but uh, that's going to be very impressive for sure if the case. I, I love hearing it. Absolutely love hearing it, Wiz, and I, 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 I trust your, your insight on this one, and I, you know, I, I feel very strongly about this offense as well. Um, it probably gets geared around you know the short passing game and, and that running game a little bit more than Philip Rivers' arm, but I think it's a it's a good situation for that whole team. I'm gonna t- right, I'm gonna take a team. Yeah, I'm gonna take a team in that same division, and I'm gonna tell you this: D- Deshaun Watson will not finish in the top ten as quarterback this year, and the Houston Texans they're not making the playoffs. They're not having a winning a record. This is going downhill in a absolute. Fury. So, not a top 10 quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Losing record Texans. I don't like anything that's going on there. I think it's a regressing defense. I think you've got that, that scotch tape holding together that receiving core, and I'm not impressed yeah. in what's going on there. So, are you saying that the Texans front office just wasted $150 million? Uh, it's not an indictment necessarily on – I just think the players around him are, are, will disintegrate. I don't have faith that, that Brandon Cooks can stay yeah, healthy. Rest assured, the, the, the management and front office and everybody else will be quite disappointed if the Texans <clears throat> don't make the playoffs this year and he finishes outside the uh, top ten. Yeah. That's uh, a real bold one. Yeah, I just don't like I don't like that receiving core. I, I Fuller and Cooks just I, I worry about them. You got an aging uh, Randall Cobb. It's an old bunch of guys. I wouldn't be surprised if Isaiah Coulter got stuck his nose in there at some point in time during the season, but uh, you know, again, a team that I don't like the direction of at this point in time. All righty. I'm down to this is number nine for me. I'm going to predict that Dak Prescott is going to win the MVP this year. I think he has got some, some chip on his shoulder with not getting paid, watching the contracts of Mahomes, who's clearly a better quarterback, and Deshaun Watson, who I think that comparison is a little closer. But I think. All the pieces are in place with Jarwin being a much more athletic tight end, CeeDee Lamb coming in there and being so good as the third guy, even though I think he's going to end up as the first guy. I think Dak Prescott is going to be the MVP of the league, and he is going to get a truckload of money courtesy of Jerry Jones. No. Oh, well. <laughs> We, we know we know what this offense did list last year. I think they have a better head coach in place. They have the same offensive coordinated place. They probably have better offensive talent all around here. You know, some some weakness in the offensive line, at least to start the season. We know Frederick retired, so they got some work to do there. But uh, you know, I, look, I think this is a great offense, and I think Dak Prescott, as you said, has a lot to prove here. All right, you're ninth. Okay, I'm going to go with a veteran quarterback as well here, and I'm going to say that the MVP of the NFL this year is going to be one, Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson will pass for over 40 touchdowns, and the elite duo, and I do mean elite duo, that's been kind of ignored in a lot of leagues, but DK Metcalf and, uh, and, and Lockett will both be 1,100-yard receivers and I think Russell Wilson throws over 40 touchdowns this season. So you think that Pete Carroll is going to let Russell Wilson cook? Yes, I do. And uh, so, so I'm just curious about this. Do you think this comes with decline, not in ability because he's a young player and he's really good, do you think this comes at the, with the decline of stats for Chris Carson? 
Uh, I'm a look. They also they have a good backup in, in Carlos Hyde. We know last year there were some fumble concerns around Carson. He is coming off surgery. Uh, I know he's saying all these things about wanting to run the ball. Uh, he's got Greg Olson there now. Josh Gordon just resigned. I'm I'm just seeing that Russell Wilson's going to get his way, and he's going to prove his point with an exclamation point. I would say this: if your predictions come through come true, uh, there's no way I could possibly lose the league that we just drafted. I have Russell Wilson, I have Kenny Galladay, I have Godwin, I have Waller, another player you love, so oh. if that's the case, I'm probably going to do well in that league. That's <clears throat> that's a good one. So we have uh, kind of like uh, the same line of thinking, just different players with, regarding Prescott and Wilson. We'll see, we'll see how that one turns out, and then <clears throat> my final prediction, my Super Bowl prediction, and I've thought about this one long and hard, and on my prediction that the Super Bowl winner for this upcoming season is going to be the Indianapolis Colts. I, the more I think about this team, wow. the more I love them. Their defense is very underrated. The Buckner trade I love. They have some really good players on defense. Aside from Buckner, I think they're going to be playing with a lead, a quarterback that understands how to play with a lead. They have young talent. I love Taylor, which you obviously know. I like young, the young Pittman and Campbell, and T.Y. Hilton is the lead guy there. I love everything about Indianapolis, and I think they cruise through that division with all due respect to the Titans and get a high seed in the AFC, make the Super Bowl, and give Phillip Rivers kind of his retirement pasture out the glory, a la John Elway as Super Bowl champs. So I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts, which I'm going to place a wager on after this podcast, to win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> That's a fantastic one. That is a really good one. Well, because I threw out some of my bolder ones early, my last one's probably not as bold, but I'm just going to say this. I think Zach Moss is the running back that you want to own in Buffalo. Yeah. They're not even scrimmaging at the moment uh, you know, against other teams. This is only you know, within, within the team. And we've got people talking about Devin Singletary's fumbling issues. Zach Moss comes with a physical presence, a great college career. And I think those people who are drafting Singletary ahead of Moss are making a big mistake. This is a Zach Moss story in Buffalo, in my opinion. Uh, and he's going to make a real difference in that team as, as a result of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think when it comes to this kind of thing, you're not quite sure. You haven't seen, you know, all the practices. You haven't seen the scrimmages. You haven't certainly haven't seen any preseason games. So what you need to look at is intent. And I just kind of feel like if, if the Bills were in love with Singletary, they, they just wouldn't have taken Moss with that pick. And uh, he's a different kind of player than, than Singletary. And I, I agree with that one. I had that on my list as well. But I think it's kind of at this point, right now people are probably thinking that it's probably 50-50, and maybe more people are leaning that it is more. So you, you started off very, very bold. So you had no way to go but down, I guess, in terms of your boldness, in terms you know with your predictions. But I, I agree with that one. And uh I, I agree that Moss is the running back to hold and uh, to get, to draft in in Buffalo as well. 
All right, fantastic. So th- this has been a lot of fun, Wiz. Um, certainly, I-, I love that Indianapolis call, and uh, I think it's a very interesting one. Um, you know, we- we're going to be getting into the regular season, which starts tomorrow. So we're going to be talking about week one. We're going to do that tomorrow. Uh, so please join. You know, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, you need to. Um, you know, Guru and the Wiz um, uh, talk fantasy football. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, you can find some stuff on TikTok, too, if you look real hard. Guru825 is where that's at. Um, but, yeah, look, and, and, and please email us at guruandwiz at, at gmail.com. We want to hear what you have to say. So, you know. Yeah, definitely we're going to start highlighting, you know, maybe which key guys we really love the, the upcoming weeks to start um, and, and, you know, which guys you should definitely have in your fantasy lineup and which guys – that you should not have. And uh, just I want to give a bonus pick as far as the bold predictions before we sign off here is I like both Steelers, skill players, James Conner and Juju, to finish inside the top ten at their respective positions and possibly even top five at their respective positions. And that's an interesting one And in that those are two players. And I, I, this takes me back to my career in trading. When, when you make a trade, you go, when, you, when you make a speculative bet on, on something and it goes wrong, the, fact, the, the chances that you go back and actually make that investment or bet again are reduced significantly. And I think when you look at a situation like that when, with Connor and Juju, how many people – I know you were kind of reluctant on, on Juju last year without Antonio Brown – but you know how many people staked, a, you know, planted their flag in both those players' backyards last year? A lot. So you know, you're, you're definitely giving an out of the box call there, and it'll be very interesting to see. You know, I, I do love everything I'm reading about Roethlisberger's health, and there are just weapons galore on that offense, and uh, it's not going to be. Duck Hodges throwing uh, throwing lollipops or Mason Rudolph uh, doing his little routine of a pretend quarterback in the NFL. So. I mean, I think when it comes to that, like, you know, analysis is a good one where you talk about how everyone was high on Juju and Connor. <clears throat> As you know, I was not. I had the complete opposite view because I felt that Juju was not going to fill <clears throat> that role with Antonio Brown, which a lot of people thought, and I felt the young players needed to progress. I think that happened, and I think Juju is is ready to have a tremendous year. James Conner just tried to play through injuries last year. I think he's a tremendous player. So as far as that, you know, if you didn't draft Juju and or, or Connor last year and you avoided what took place with those two players, I guess the best way to, to put it is you missed the funeral, you might as well go to the wedding. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Well, you know, look, most importantly, um, look, it's been a very, very, very difficult um, six months that we've had as a country. Uh, for a lot of different reasons, um, you know, both both what we, you know, the crisis in health and, and what's been going on, uh, you know, both politically and, and around race. Uh, look, I'm hoping that the NFL actually brings people together again. Um, I know there's a lot of question marks around that. I'm hoping the players can play this game safely. Uh, I'm really excited for the game of football. I think football is a game that definitely has unified people on a on a, on a nightly basis or on a weekend basis, I'm, you know, for the time being, I'm going to miss going to the bars on a Sunday and watching a game with my friends. But nonetheless, we're going to do the best we can. I'm excited football is back, and I'm hopefully it is um, the, the uni- unifier that we normally see it as and, and something that brings people together. Look, fantasy football is a community. Right now we're doing it a little bit more virtually. Just have fun this year. Be smart. Make sure you listen to this podcast. That's the, that's the last comment that I'm going to make. Uh, Wiz, you want to add anything to that? 
did is go to your local bookmaker or website and sprinkle a few dollars on those both predictions we made as far as Super Bowl MVPs and uh, and see how it does. I mean, some of these are you're getting tremendous odds on, so. I would say have a little fun and uh, and see how it all works out. But uh, yeah, good stuff, and uh, we'll we'll be talking to everyone soon. Actually, yep. We'll see you tomorrow, and uh, have a great night, everybody. If you're doing a draft tonight, good luck with that. Later. <laughs>